0: Yeah, you know, what Fry was talking about was the commemorative Queen Elizabeth coins in Canada. Wow, we're just 1K away from a disaster there, aren't we?
1: Yeah, that's <laughs> be careful. <laughs> Pretty fucking close. Oh, uh, uh, they yeah, are. Send-
0: it is a gold coin with Queen Elizabeth's mug in the middle of it and then a black band a la My Chemical Romance. You're going to have I to send me a picture
1: because I don't see it. Oh, God. Here we go. You were not wrong when you said they are coins for goths. They are coins for goths. God, good night.
0: Well, let me tell you, like I, I don't know why Canada is so big on sucking the Queen's, well, now dead dick. Because <laughs> they are obsessed with the royals over here. This was a story in the news like a week ago. Three members of Parliament were refused entry to a session... Because they refuse to swear allegiance to the new king.
2: What? Well, yeah, y'all never uh, fought him off like we did.
0: No, no, we didn't.
2: (coughs) We have a whole day where we, you
0: know, shoot off fireworks to warn him. And here's the weird part. Canada has that day, too, but they are in no way independent. Hmm. The Crown, every time I hear that stupid-ass thing, and it doesn't refer to the hit television series currently streaming on Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: it's one of those things that sounds charming, I suspect, until you have to deal with it. And
0: then it's like, alright, this sucks. <laughs> oh, no, the Crown Council. Shut the hell up and get rid of your powdered-ass wig. <laughs> yeah, these coins
1: are wild. All right, let's, I love uh, these. Let's yeah, I just want a pocketful of these. <laughs> this is the best
2: reason... This is the best reason to move to Canada right here, is you could literally have a pocket full of these weird magic coins, and people will give you goods and services for them.
0: They're only good yeah. for buying magic beans. There are yeah, no it's...
2: coins in the U.S. that are worth carrying around for longer than the time it takes to deposit them in your car.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that is the most U.S. statement that has ever been uttered. Okay. I
0: remember uh, my uncle this... got a handful of change at a toll booth once back when there were still manned toll booths. Remember those days? Yes. And so he gets yes. back, he gets his change back in like quarters and he's so mad that he just flings them out the window as he climbs <laughs> yeah. away from the toll booth.
2: I bet that happened every hour of
1: it's every like
0: day. It's like $5 in quarters.
1: <laughs> I mean, I would have kept it, but, you know, I'm greedy. And also, I need quarters. Send us quarters, James. All right, let's you, get started. We'll we'll what? quit our jobs
2: and we'll open an arcade, and then you'll have all the quarters. To, I keep
1: you want. trying to cut this off with a vaguely funny, mysterious, possibly slightly threatening statement, and you keep interrupting with your happy-go-lucky voice I, and your pleasant overtones. This is the podcast. And it's
2: now. ruining is, my I'm, bit. I'm taking over, and I'm never going to let you speak again.
1: I'm no, making enchiladas this. tonight. I don't. All right. I guess That's I had a Philly cheesesteak. That is enough from both of you. You're being very naughty. Bad. Okay. Let start the podcast now. Fry, I know it's tempting, but don't interrupt me, okay, bud? No, don't give me that, that, that lovable shrug. Okay, here we go.
2: Warning. This podcast contains spoilers, but you shouldn't care. Welcome to Hey James, Watch This, a celebration of
0: mediocrity. In this and indeed every episode, Russ and Fry will try to convince their friend James why he should watch an absolutely unnecessary film.
1: Hey, James, watch this. Okay, that was a fake out. I opened my mouth to see if <laughs> you would start talking. You did good job. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Hey James, watch this. I am James.
0: I'm Russ.
1: And I'm Fry. And what do we have today, boys?
0: Merry freaking Christmas. Woohoo!
1: The Happy Christmas season Hanukkah. is
0: upon us. Mm, pleasing Jesus. again egg. once
1: you. Yeah, well, it's trying to uh, you know get us once again, but we have to fight back against all this sort of love and gift giving and family affiliation.
0: Well, speaking of gift giving, I've got to give a point to Fry for Untitled text because um, you and he tied for the answer. They're all female in reference to yes, Aritha. indeed.
1: Wow, we did that again.
0: I, guess you did that I, have, I, have,
1: I have also listened to the tape, and there is no question about it. We have tied.
0: Well, it's Christmas season. So, as well as having Christmas-themed movies, we will have constantly Christmas-themed untitled dot texts, and Yay. the standings right now are Fry 55, James 53. So, this week is a grab bag of Christmas trivia, so away we go. Home Alone, 1990. What is Kevin's older brother's name?
1: Oh, God. Randy.
0: Johnny McAllister. That would be Buzz, gentlemen. Oh,
1: Oh, right. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In Scrooged,
0: 1988. God, I love that movie. I haven't seen that in a minute. Oh, yes. What occupation does the Spirit of Christmas Past perform? Oh, he wasn't a banker, was he? No.
2: I, I thought it was something like like a garbage man.
1: Oh, so close it was a cab driver.
2: Oh cab driver.
1: Well first of all, hold on a sec. I don't think those are the same professions. They,
2: they both drive around the city all day. That's it. And, and this one I, I, and fry's no hold me. on a
1: sec i want to see no. hold on i want to see where fry's gonna go with this and I mean, what fry
2: and if you're a cab driver you probably have to clean out your car multiple times a day and deal with all the trash that people leave behind okay. so you know they're driving around the city they're moving trash around same kind of thing
1: <laughs> okay
0: i, I am not runs, implying
2: please. that anyone who uses a cab is trash i have used <laughs> cabs many a times and will again I'm I mean, in cab I am right now and... recording this podcast.
1: <laughs> I mean, I well, users may well believe that. I, I am trash and I have used cabs, but the two things are not connected. Anyway, well, for, Russ. For Fry's
0: answer say? made perfect sense to me because in that movie, The Ghost of Christmas Past is also very, like, he has on, like, fingerless gloves and is very dirty.
2: Oh, oh yeah, yes. That's, that's what I was picturing. Just couldn't quite th- get there.
0: In The Muppet Christmas Carol. Oh, I love that one. Who plays the part of Marley?
1: Oh, oh, it's um um is that Gonzo? Sta- no, it's Statler yeah. or Waldorf.
0: I'm giving it to James because that is Statler and Waldorf. Yeah, oh.
2: <laughs> good.
0: We're Marley and Marley. Oh, that's mm.
2: right. They were brothers.
0: <laughs> no, Fry. Uh, Gonzo in that movie plays the part of Charles Dickens, the narrator. That's yes.
2: right. That's right.
0: It's a Wonderful Life, 1946. In the universe where George was never born, Bedford Falls is called what?
2: I'm going to go with Bedford Fell. <laughs>
0: Bedford, Be- I believe it's called Bedford Crevasse. Gentlemen, <laughs> even if you haven't seen It's a Wonderful Life, you are on this podcast. And we have talked about Pottersville.
1: Oh. Oh, yeah. I have seen it, but I saw it, you know, it's been many years and I didn't really like it very much <laughs> I,
2: i've seen it a number of times i just couldn't yeah. tell you the city name for whatever reason. i think
1: i think i was drunk all
0: but one time that i saw it <laughs> well speaking of being drunk and being terrified in the polar express <laughs> 2004 what word is punched into the boys ticket
1: one way oh that's two words you're talking
2: about like at the end when the rest of the punches are put on and it spells yes. out. yes yeah yes I remember I can I can like picture it. I can picture the scene. I know it was a really touching moment. And I can't I love that Fry it. has such detail. I've I like watch it every year, but of course right what? now it's been a year since I've watched it. I'm gonna guess I've never, it says uh, candy.
1: <laughs> well hold on. I, I have never seen this movie, but I'm gonna take a guess. It's uh love. Believe Oh, I was close. Yes, I was closer. Right. I was definitely closer.
2: Oh, no one I know can hear this podcast, and they'll know that
0: I <laughs> missed that word somehow.
1: How is that a tradition for you? That movie's not that old, is it? Oh, oh two thousand four. The... Two
0: thousand four. That movie came out.
1: How is that a tradition?
0: I,
2: it's just something we like to watch every year,
1: huh? I mean this. I mean it's fine. Like, there's nothing wrong with it. I've never seen it, so I could even tell. We you also I like. We it. also just...
2: watch uh, Meet Me in St. Louis every year, and that movie is 900 <laughs> years old.
0: That is my favorite of your Christmas movies, quote unquote Christmas movies. <laughs> <Christmas.
1: laughs> it is a Christmas I mean, movie. I, I I am very much of the opinion that if you grew up yeah. watching it for Christmas, it's a Christmas movie. Yeah. But like, yeah, I just the Polar Express just seems like way too. New for people of our (laughs) age to have that tradition.
2: Let's see. uh, You said, what year did the Polar Express come out?
0: The Polar Express is 18 years old. It came out in 2004.
1: And we are how much?
0: I'm 40. 40 plus.
2: Yeah. So I I think that... God, really. I, I thought Polar Express came out a longer time ago than that. That's
1: weird. No. That's why I think it's weird. I'm not saying you shouldn't watch it. By all means,
0: enjoy it. I just...
1: I mean, 2004 was the year I
0: graduated college. That was a lifetime ago. Yeah. Mm. Well, here's here's an off-kilter one. The novel, In God We Trust, All Others Pay Cash, was adapted (laughs) into what Christmas classic?
1: That's got to be It's a Wonderful Life. No. Oh, that's a great title.
0: That is a really, really good title.
1: Oh, I know, Russ. It's a uh, Citizen Kane.
0: <laughs> oh, it is not quite that classic. Nineteen eighty-three. Nineteen no. eighty-three. We're not. We're not talking Die Hard, are we?
1: Yeah. Oh,
0: it's the it's the Hudsucker Proxy. We are talking A Christmas Story. <laughs> oh. Oh. Okay. Speaking of A Christmas Story, nineteen eighty-three. What was the secret message that Ralphie deciphered from the Little Orphan Annie radio show?
2: I'm gonna I'm gonna give James a little extra time to respond here because I'm. I'm I think gonna... it was the
1: recipe for gunpowder.
2: <laughs> I'm gonna admit I have never seen a Christmas story. Oh really? Uh, and I hear many people consider it a great classic. And it's, there's like a sequel coming out now.
1: It does not hold up if you watch it. It is
0: a bad movie. I have a soft spot for it, but I also really like movies that are vignettes.
1: Yeah, if you have nostalgia, I don't have nostalgia glasses for it because I saw it when I was a little older and I was like, "This is a shitty movie." <laughs> but I can see how if you saw it when you were younger, you would like it for sure.
2: I got I got no possible answer here. Uh
1: Feed me, Seymour.
0: No, uh, <laughs> be sure to drink your Ovaltine.
1: <laughs> oh right, the Ovaltine. God, that hey, hey, question. Did you guys grow up drinking that?
0: No, I kind of drink I it did. now.
1: And let me tell you something. It's like hot chocolate, but just not as satisfying. Yeah. I drink
0: well, I drink protein shakes for breakfast, and right now I have a big can of SlimFast that basically tastes like Ovaltine.
1: Hmm. Yeah, it, it's it's like hot chocolate, but it's not as good.
0: <laughs> In Elf, two thousand and three, where were the North Pole scenes filmed? Vancouver. The studio. <laughs> the correct answer is Vancouver. <laughs> yes! yes, nice. What a guess. Nice. Nice. <laughs> Speaking of Elf. Can you name the elf food groups? Uh,
1: yeah, it's going to be uh, candy, sugar, hot chocolate. Uh, no, I've never seen elf. I, go ahead, Fry.
2: I don't really know the answer to this either. I've seen elf one time, but I, I don't have it memorized. Oh, okay.
0: Well, do you want to take a stab?
2: Uh, sure. Uh, candy. That seemed to count. Marshmallows. Uh, candy canes. Hot chocolate. Reindeer meat.
0: Um, good. Ice cream,
2: ice cream, uh, and ice. Well, and uh, snow cones,
0: boys. You both got a point on that one because one of the groups was candy, and one of the food groups was candy canes. Ah, oh, wow! Okay. okay. So the four food groups were candy, candy corn, candy canes, and syrup.
1: Candy corn <laughs> is for October. You sh- that mm, that pisses. Take me it off. up
0: with Will Ferrell.
1: It originally well, uh, it, it No, originally I'm going to have a word with it was a
2: Christmas snack and it got I'm gonna uh, have, co-opted into Halloween.
1: That is not true. I'm going to have a word with the with the scriptwriters.
0: And lastly, who was the narrator of 2000s How the Grinch Stole Christmas?
1: Oh, uh I think it was also uh Jim Carrey? <laughs> it was not. No. No. No, no. It was uh oh god, Morgan Freeman I think.
0: No. Hmm, shit. A voice of similar gravitas. David Edinburgh. <laughs> no sir anthony hopkins Ooh, oh yes. yeah okay that's why i thought okay yes the british morgan freeman <laughs> british morgan freeman well not not your worst hour boys that was uh two to fry bringing him to 57 and two to james bringing him to 55 gosh i can't shake you well hmm? we wanted a Christmas oh, yeah, no, drama didn't we
1: well, we didn't want one, but the wheel told us we had to, and we always do
0: what the wheel
1: says, except when we kind of don't feel like it i exactly
0: I almost wanted to confer with Fry on this one before yeah. we like before we came at it because I'm not gonna babe Ruth it and like you know call my shot, but You have a tendency to almost, uh, in most cases, have made up your mind by the time we get to the Philosophize Me. Mm, That's fair. So, I have a couple of different ones sketched out here. And depending on how Fry sells this movie, I think we'll see what happens.
1: How extraordinarily proactive of you. So, this is
0: 2017. And this is the man who invented christmas i i don't i have no idea what this is about fry please enlighten us the,
2: the man who invented christmas well you clearly it it's it's a little silly that you don't know who invented christmas given how uh, big of a deal it is in our culture mm-hmm. christmas was invented in the 1840s by charles dickens <laughs> no obviously obviously he did not invent the holiday of christmas this movie does not in, try to depict that But instead, we're, we're at a time in history when society is kind of reevaluating, uh, how they celebrate Christmas. There's a lot of cultural exchange going on. The Christmas tree had just come into England. Oh, yeah. Christmas carols were like starting to come back in style in different ways. So a lot of societal change going on around Christmas. And in 1843, Charles Dickens published a story that feels like everyone in the world knows certainly everyone in the US has probably heard of uh, a Christmas carol. Yes. And so this movie is the story of Charles Dickens finding that story, bringing it to life, and the things that were going on in his life as well that were complicating that. Now obviously given you know given that this is not a documentary, this is a biopic. A lot yes. is a lot is done to make events in his life line up with things going on while he's writing all of this i'm not going to make any claim about the historical accuracy of any part of this <laughs>
0: that's uh, so funny uh, that you refer to it as a biopic i didn't get biopic from it at all i got really? like almost historical fiction I, but i can speak a little bit to the historical a- accuracy i used to be an english teacher <laughs> that's, <laughs> that, true. that's very surprising to anyone who has ever met me <laughs> 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 i used to teach a christmas carol And the influence that the story had is in no way understated in this movie. Like, it was a cultural phenomenon at the time and influenced a whole lot of our modern Christmas imagery. Like the idea of a white Christmas taken directly from A Christmas Carol. A lot of the things about Charles Dickens' life and a lot of his influences, like his... How his father was a chronic debtor, and how he came to view moneylenders and that kind of thing were all completely true. Like his dad did go to debtors' prison when he was very young, and he had to go to work yeah. for it, and that, of course, that shaped the rest of his life. Yeah, yeah I,
2: I felt like the the major events that were being described were were true, but the idea, uh, I. I'd, is it historically accurate that his dad happened to come to visit the six weeks he was writing no. a Christmas carol like that, the, no. <laughs> the, the way they move things around so they can fit the story in. Yeah. That's, you know, obviously that's, they take course. some liberties yeah. with it. Um, yeah. But I liked this movie and I liked it for a couple of different reasons. I always find fascinating these, these moments in history that have such an outsized impact from what was, what was happening. Like, you know, most stories that get written by people, do not change the world 150 years later. And here we're watching someone in the period of six weeks run through this idea for a story, put it together, get it published, and change the world. It, you know, it's, it's, it's just really neat to me to see that uh, that happen and the process behind it and some of the stories behind it.
1: Yeah, the uh, echoes of that story are still ringing. I mean, it's. it's yeah. I mean, they're. they're I believe they are fading slowly, but that's a pretty long time. Like, nice work.
0: I, I like that James says they're fading because just this year on Netflix, we have a new adaptation of A Christmas Carol. It just dropped. It's called Scrooge.
1: Oh, yeah, sure. But, I mean, what I'm saying is, you know, whereas you used to get one every year, now it's every couple oh. of years or five <laughs> years. Yeah. Fading slowly, I said. Go ahead, Frank. One thing
2: I also really enjoyed about this movie was that the... uh, And here, you know, Russ was an English teacher. I was occasionally, but not very often, an English student. (laughs) I never got to the class... It wasn't even
1: your best subject. (laughs) No,
2: no, not at all. I never got to the class where we spent any amount of time talking about Charles Dickens. And so, (laughs) beyond knowing that he wrote A Christmas Carol, like, I didn't really have much more to go on about the you know the man's life and it was really interesting to me to see the things he experienced as a boy are portrayed in this as as his family is arrested
1: carted off to debtor's prison and he's isn't debtor's prison just the greatest idea in the world (laughs) you owe us money come sit in a place where you can't earn money well but it doesn't even benefit to encourage them they
2: then sold off you know young charles to go work in a, a
1: shoe blacking factory but it but it doesn't even benefit the people who need the money like
0: you know or, so, or, or owed the money like I just it doesn't make any sense from a Dickensian point of view that sounds like a punchline <laughs> my I father know. went yeah. to debtor's prison and so me now a prison orphan I went to work in a shoe blacking factory <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like what else yeah I had to I had to put the sharp bit on nails <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is the saddest job possible. I just, I just love this idea. This is the kind of policy that you come up with when you have zero contact with like actual human beings. Like, well, okay, they can't pay their debt. What should we do? Well, we should put them in prison. Like, okay, but are they going to be allowed to work in prison to pay it off? No. Okay. Well, no, they hey, did. Did you have like a plan here?
0: Well, the, well, they often did work in prison to pay it off, but it wasn't, like, oh, okay. it, it was work that oftentimes they were physically incapable of doing, like, breaking rocks or, like, w- well, working the wheel or something. Physically
1: incapable of doing, and also work that doesn't pay it, like, the, the problem with the system... Well, anyway, alright, alright, enough enough, enough. soapboxing, fry, please <laughs> continue. It's just, it's so fucking bizarre, like, even... You know, even if you're a greedy, soulless son of a bitch, there are better ways to deal with this. Like, oh, well, here's a contract. You're going to work for me for, you know, crappy wages. Like, you know what I mean?
2: Now, look, James, when we started this podcast, you made us agree no politics. And here you are taking a strong stance on the subject of debtors' prisons. <laughs> you know what, Fry? I, you know you're what, right. I, this is not a political podcast. If you're an out there and you're a big supporter of debtors' prisons, I'll <laughs> uh, no, actually, actually go to hell. this thing
0: 100% <laughs> yeah. of the time.
1: <laughs> uh, okay. All right. You know what, Fry? You're right. And I'm <laughs> Please continue. All right. This this
2: movie also just has a great cast. Uh, I think uh, I think the actors who they put into this were just just fucking killed it. Dan Stevens plays the young Charles Dickens. We've had we've talked about him on the podcast before. You'll probably recognize him. I suspect the name doesn't mean anything to you right now. No. Christopher Plummer is Scrooge. Oh shit. Yeah. I love Christopher Plummer. And Christopher Plummer at at times looks like he's just having the time of his fucking life.
1: Because Scrooge I want you to, if you've never seen it, you should watch uh, Star Trek, I think it was five or six, The, the or no, no.
0: Oh, yeah, it, it was, was six.
1: The Undiscovered Country, where he plays the Klingon commander, yeah. he is devouring the Ooh, stage, and to, it's I'll absolutely incredible. And he's just, he's literally spinning around Cry. in his chair and you quoting Macbeth and Trek Klingon. Six? Or,
2: it I was mean, Undiscovered.
1: I've, I've Undiscovered Country, vaguely watched most
2: was. of the Star Treks at least once, oh, but like, the kind of thing I'd have on in the background while I was doing it. So the
1: problem with the Star Trek movies is some of them are watchable and some of them aren't. <laughs> I've seen the one with the whales several times. That one is okay. It's not. It's I would. It's middle of the road. Undiscovered Country is the, is the best of the old ones. I I'm think. more Agreed. likely
2: to see it when it comes on because i I I know what I'm in for. It's like oh yeah, it's the the whales. Okay. But once you see a single whale in Star Trek, you know what you're watching.
1: That explains a lot. Please continue. Um, Hello computer. <laughs> yeah. Hello computer. So, Speaking into our mice because we're old and we think. Scotty, Banner yeah, that visual gag will not really. Also, it. they already had transparent aluminum. Go fry.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so Christopher Plummer kills it as Scrooge. Uh, Scrooge yes. is is kind of the first character. The way the way we see the story develop, Charles Dickens is kind of inventing it one character at a time. Yeah,
1: I assume like these characters are sort of exaggerations of real people in his head, or they're
2: they're or... mixes of like different people he's come across, yeah. and so Scrooge is the first to come out. And he torments Dickens. Like he, like he's, he's like, Oh, you're having trouble finishing your book, huh? You're maybe not as good as you thought you were. You know, all just all this kind of stuff as Dickens is having Mm. trouble trying to sort it out because, you know, he's just such a, such a mean person and Dickens saw nothing good in him. And so we get to see Christopher Plummer absolutely having fun taking the shit out of Charles Dickens. But we, we also that performance is so well done. Because at the end, you know, obviously at the end of uh, A Christmas Carol, uh, Scrooge can can change. He wakes up a changed man and he, he goes forth to do good from then on. And that was kind of a last minute addition, you know, last minute thing that Dickens yeah. figured out. And so we see him first off seeing Scrooge as this someone who cannot be helped. He's just mm-hmm. stuck the way he is forever and so plummer portrays him that way and it's it's a lot of fun to watch we get to see plummer's performance which is great his father is played by uh Jonathan, Jonathan Price. Price and oh, okay. just, uh, just a great performance there loved loved every second he was on screen we get to see these cool moments when when dickens is coming across a major character or a major plot element russ is raising his hand
0: uh, before you leave the cast fry i want yeah. to bring up <laughs> One fun fact. So this was a joint Irish-Canadian co-production. I don't know why. And so the cast is almost exclusively from Ireland and then the UK. Now, that is the area that A Christmas Carol is from. Mm. So I wanted to know, in this movie, how many actors have done another adaptation of A Christmas Carol? (laughs) because it seems like if you're a british actor or an irish actor you either have to have appeared in a christmas carol or one of the harry potter movies
1: there's a good chance
0: that's pretty much 95
2: percent right there
0: so in my very cursory research there are at least five members of the cast that have done another (laughs) christmas carol adaptation including one who played the same character in both (laughs) <laughs> so miriam margolis play uh, Mi- miriam margolis plays mrs Fisk in this one and then she had a stage play for a while where she played 23 characters from dickens novels um and also Twice. she was queen victoria in black adders christmas carol oh okay. jonathan price plays Char- uh, charlie's dad in this one. charlie <laughs> yeah charlie, charlie dickens yeah, charles's dad in this charlie one. And he plays Jacob Marley in the new Scrooge, the 2022 one. Simon Callow plays a character called John Leach in this one. And he played Ebenezer Scrooge in A Christmas Carol, the movie, 2001. And, okay, so then you have a husband and wife. Ian McNeese plays a character called Edward Chapman in this one. And he played Fezziwig in the Patrick Stewart one from 1997. And Annette Badland plays Mrs. Fezziwig in this one and Mrs. Fezziwig in the Charles Dickens one.
2: (laughs) fantastic good the other thing i really (laughs) liked about this movie was the just getting to see the 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 way they were portrayed the moments where dickens has these inspirations uh when he when he comes up with this character scrooge it's it's a really fun moment he's he's walking through his room he's just pacing loudly yelling out funny sounding names trying to find the one that's gonna fit what he wants to do (laughs) and he's just like scrunch Screege! Just, and you know Dan Stevens just having a great time with it, just yelling all this stuff. A Maid came, comes in and talks to him for a little bit and at the, the end of all that he says Scrooge and then Christopher Plummer dramatically appears in the doorway as the wind blows on his face. I forget which one of them says it but one of them says uh, we're going to do beautiful things together. And I just thought it was a, <laughs> it was a really cool moment. Uh, he does that again when uh, he comes up with his second character Marley he gets woken up here he wakes up in the middle of the night and he sees the apparition of his uh scrooge character in front of him and he's like i thought you'd want to know it looks like the new character's almost here
1: and then marley bursts in through the door so hold on a second wait 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 hold on wait wait, wait, wait. you're not allowed I... to hold on okay <laughs> so i'm not i don't mean you i mean that the people who are telling the story you're not allowed to do this okay are they trying to tell Kind of, sort of, the story of A Christmas Carol through the life of the author?
0: Kind of. In no, a
1: way that is sort of magical realism?
0: Well, no, not, not, not like that.
1: No, no, not they're not trying to do The Christmas
2: Carol, like, straight up and tell it how It kind of feels Christmas Christmas. like they, it a They little.
0: visit a lot of the same themes. Okay. Yes.
1: Okay. There, like, there o- are definitely like obviously, connections between the two. Like, obviously, Carol's not Scrooge, but I'm yeah. just saying, like...
0: There's lots of bits where, like, it's clear it's happening in his imagination. It's yeah, not like Yeah, no,
1: I mean, we know it's in his imagination, I guess, but what what I meant was I still don't know what magical realism means. What I meant was that <laughs> Don't don't even try to tell me. I'll never learn it. Not <laughs> art. <laughs> no, I what I meant was like but obviously the characters are appearing on screen as parts of his imag- imagination. Yeah, exactly. So in some ways acting out their roles from the story. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, be, okay. behaving as
2: them, like he's bouncing ideas off them, trying to understand how this character reacts to different situations.
1: Right. Okay.
2: Uh, trying to trying to imagine those things, and and so you know that scene I just described, I I take as you know he woke up in the middle of the night with a bout of inspiration and you know went to go write some stuff down, which. Yeah, that's a very realistic thing to have. Or, or a ghost told him yeah. yeah. He was
0: haunted by a spooky ghost. Remember, a ton of the the, the, like most of his inspiration is pure poetic license. Like, it it, like even the origin of Ebenezer Scrooge as a character has like three or four different possible origin sources.
1: Yeah, like it could have been Daniel Dancer. It could have been a couple of different people. Yeah.
0: My favorite one, my favorite story, and I, again, this is probably not true, but the the one that I hope is true is that Dickens visited Edinburgh a few years before he started on A Christmas Carol and stumbled across the um, grave where you had a name written and then a profession underneath it. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. supposedly the name was Ebenezer Scroggy Mealman, as in (laughs) someone who deals in meal and grains yeah however he misread it as ebenezer Scroggy, mean man (laughs) and so the inspiration was wow how how much of a dick would somebody have to be to be remembered as that and again that feels way too poetic but i hope it's true
1: (laughs) possibly apocryphal but we'll very
0: very likely apocryphal
1: yeah but we'll take it for the charm
2: I pretty much covered all the parts of of this movie that I liked and you know really wanted to talk about. I think it was a okay, lot of fun, cool. very entertaining movie. Uh, big cast. One of the things I wasn't expecting <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. when I
2: looked at the uh, the cast list on Wikipedia is I think there's a thousand names on this list. I lost count, <laughs> uh, Jeez. but there's quite a lot. So they they've got just tons of people in the movie who you know point out what she said that a lot of the inspiration for these characters with bits and pieces of other people he knew in real
1: life. Yeah. Yeah, which is probably fairly normal.
2: Cool. Although the well, the grave story that Russ mentioned does not appear in this
1: film. I'm no, sorry. it doesn't. Mm. Well Russ, would you philosophize us, please?
0: So I'm gonna take a weird direction on this one. Sure. And I'm going to make a prediction. And my prediction is that you're going to watch this movie. But mm. I predict you're not going to sit down and watch it. I predict this is going to become one of your new Christmas background movies because it's going to become one of my Christmas background movies. Now, I have a few of these. Most of them are Christmas Carol adaptations. And this is just enough of a spin on that story where I can put it on and still have something interesting in the background. Now... What what does this have to do for, with philosophy, Russ? Well, of course I have something for this. Boys, when do you use background noise movies?
1: Usually when I'm getting ready for a party or something like
2: that. Well, I often do it when I when I've got some work to do. Uh, you know, some some work that I don't have to interact with people very much with. I'm just gonna have to sit down and write something
1: or, or put something together.
0: What are your background noise movies?
1: Uh, I mean the the muppet christmas uh the it's most of the muppet movies and um, <laughs> I mean if I'm honest oh yeah like um like I I used to put on you remember that pun- the punisher that came out with Thomas Jane Oh yeah I would put that I would put that shit on in the background when I was yeah. doing stuff
2: like uh yeah. just the other day I put on the matrix 2 for a little bit uh, <laughs> I don't
1: know how that's a background movie for you that's wild that to did, feel. uh, it feels like I lost a bet
2: Hackers a while back.
0: Hackers.
2: I, I, I like to do a lot of the uh, uh, the Marvel movies as well because yeah. I've seen them so many times. They're not going to surprise yeah. me but look up the oh, Marvel that's, that's movies
1: how- are appropriate for a background movie. A movie even on first yeah. viewing, but yes.
0: I have ones like the Big Lebowski is a one hundred percent of the time for me. Oh, um, yeah. I also really like one like Jiro uh, Dreams of Sushi is another one, and I'll also oh, use that
1: one. I, I put that one on all the time. That one's great.
0: I'll also use No Country for Old Men for the purpose, which is also my favorite movie. Um,
1: that's it. That's a you thing. I don't think most people yeah. would use that as a background movie.
0: <laughs> and so. I mean it's kind of a universal thing like if it's not background music it's background movies they come from the same idea there's just this you know familiar repetitive thing on in the background Yeah on goodreads there is a giant thread about how many times people have reread the entire Harry Potter series <laughs> <laughs> And so it's it's by no means limited to just simple 90 minute interactions There was an article in The Atlantic, published by a guy named Derek Thompson, called On Repeat, Why People Watch Movies and Shows Over and Over, subtitled The Glory of Old Films, Memories, and the Existential Therapy of Nostalgia. And so the question, why do people do the same thing over and over, is philosophically interesting. As Kierkegaard wrote, that which is repeated has been, otherwise it could not be repeated. But the very fact that it has been makes the repetition into something new. And so, according yeah. to research, the most durable theories fit roughly into four categories. We do it because habit, addiction, ritual, and status quo bias. So, habits, the order you shower in. It's automatic. You don't even think about it. Addictions, yeah. like habits, but more problematic. Uh, they're usually unmanageable. There's some kind of physical dependence. Rituals are like celebrations or putting on like a lucky ring before you do something. They're infrequent, and you control them. You also choose them. And finally, there's status quo bias. That is the observation that people tend to stick with, sometimes in light of other information, or because it's too difficult to change. So, like, I don't really like this job, but it's too hard to find a new one. Or global warming is a myth, and you can't convince me otherwise.
2: Yeah, I've been thinking of interviewing for other podcasts, but I, I just am too used <laughs> it's to doing just this too one. hard. <laughs> now,
0: here is a great study title for you: "The Temporal and Focal Dynamics of Volitional Reconsumption: A Phenomenological Investigation of Repeated Hedonic Experiences." That was by
1: quite a quite a
2: mouthful. Yes, boy, that guy bought out the whole store of ten (laughs) dollars (laughs) worth.
0: Well, well, it's it's two people who I think identify as female. That was Crystal Antonia Russell and Sydney J Levy writing for the Journal of Consumer Research. Now they did a study on this, interviewing people about things that they did repeatedly as part of a consumer research thing, but. Rewatching movies and shows were also included in the list of their questions. And what they found was that people's reasons for re consuming media didn't fall into those habitual categories that we just talked about. Hmm. There's like different reasons that people repeat in movies. They found that people sought out familiar entertainment for specific reasons, like recapturing re-ca- lost feelings or weirdly appreciating the passage of time. And they found that they could break their answers down into largely four categories. Very convenient. The first reason is because they like it. Yeah. And that sounds unscientific, and if you want a scientific word, we can say reconstructive consumption, was what the study says. (laughs) And maybe you watch something to relive a plot point that you find exciting, or to catch details that you didn't get the first time, and you'd think the novelty would wear off, but when you're doing something familiar, it requires less energy, and when you understand things on a whole lot of levels, you tend to regard them as better. And when oh, you yeah. know a movie so well you can quote it, it that comes really easily. It's not a lot of mental ha- work happening. Uh, the second reason is nostalgia. Uh, we like repeating pop culture experiences because they help us remember the past, and remembering the past feels good. God, that the that, that is... The, nostalgia is just the dirty word for, hey, James, watch this. Um, yeah, kind of <laughs> my personal favorite is when Dar- my or my current personal favorite is when Darth Vader massacres all the rebels in the hallway at the end of Rogue One. Like I remember seeing that for the first time and getting chills, that ruled. Yeah. Uh the third reason is therapy, weirdly. Uh oh. one of the cool things about old movies is that you're not going to be surprised by them. You know how they end, you know how they go. We get older, they stay the same age. All right, all right, all right. No. All,
1: right. all right, all right. Hold on. So no, it, 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 in other words.
2: You kind of stepped on your point there by bringing Matthew McConaughey in.
1: Yes. Yeah. No, I, no, I disagree. I knew he was going <laughs> there, and I, I appreciated was it. It's just the grossest quote from Matthew yeah. McConaughey ever. But it, so it gives you a sense of control is yeah. what you're saying. If
0: yeah, it's If it's sense. familiar, it's emotionally efficient. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But lastly, there's almost a kind of existential dread behind it, and this is the fourth reason. Uh, this is quoting from the study. The dynamic linkages between one's past, present, and future experiences through the reconsumption of an object allow more existential understanding. Re-engaging with the same object even just once allows a reworking of experiences as consumers consider their own particular enjoyments and understandings of choices they have made. So it's not just nostalgia, it's re-examining something as you are now versus how you were then. And that's less nostalgia and more existentialism. And what better time to have movies on in the background than Christmas time? And I only allow myself to watch Christmas Carol adaptations during the month of December as part of a weird ritual. So this is perfectly delightful, cutely acted, a lot of times when you go into like his mindscape, you you get over-exaggerated versions of the characters. And so to me, that yeah. makes it feel a little bit like a Muppet Christmas Carol. Like it touches some yeah. of those same <laughs> buttons. Because it's like, Scrooge was never this evil until he was Michael Caine. And so <laughs> that is why I made the mistake of calling my shot this week.
1: Mm, interesting. Well, I have to be honest. I was going to say bah humbug, but I'll give this one a shot.
0: Woo! Oh, you really great. did,
1: Russ. You you really did change my mind, Fry. I have, I'm sorry, your description of it made it sound like absolute schlock. <laughs> but uh, uh, I am going to try it. But but here's why, I why, probably, why we're that's why we're a team. And I probably won't sit down in front of the TV. Yeah. I'll have it on in the background. And, and
0: that's and what I didn't want to confer around. with Fry about. I was going to make almost yeah. make that a qualifier. Like use yeah. it that way.
1: I do, I think if I sat down and watched this movie. I would probably be quite furious, but if I just have it on in the background and all the little parts I know happen, then I'll be perfectly happy during the month of December. So that's fine. <laughs> all right. Well, well I guess it's... I'm guess
2: glad we got you to watch the movie, and I think you're going to enjoy it more than
1: you. I think Fry, that you know it's a bad movie, and you're just happy. I, I, have I honestly to watch don't. It. I like. I okay. like
2: the movie. I am uh-huh. being fully sincere here.
1: Yeah, it's Christmas I guess it's time. Time, a time of sincerity. To... Let's spin the wheel.
2: Oh, before we spin the wheel, I wanted to make a pitch.
1: Okay. Uh,
2: Mostly because this movie came out fairly recently and I'm. Ah, Oh, you have an idea. Let's hear it. Very interested to see it. I'll wind up watching it anyway, but it might be a good podcast movie. Sure. Are either of y'all familiar with the movie Spirited by Ryan Reynolds and Will
1: Ferrell? Did you mean Spirited Away by Studio Ghibli? Well, it has Ryan Reynolds and Will Ferrell. Oh yeah, we gotta do I this wor- one. This looks stupid. And I worry that this movie looks awful. Oh wait a minute. Wait, what here's I what I, I don't saying?
0: like though. It's a Dickens adaptation.
1: Perfect. If, if we're we'll just do Dickens it, adaptations all no. month. No, no, well, no. So here's the here's the but here's the problem with I can't lay in on this because if we are gonna watch it, I can't go looking up this movie. So No, you
2: can't.
0: So, no, the, no, this okay. is just, this is the same thing. Will Ferrell plays Ebenezer Scrooge. Pet, yeah, oh,
2: I, heartbreaking, because this looks so much fun. Well, I'll see it anyway. I'll okay. wind up talking about it at some point.
1: I, yeah, I, I, that doesn't sound like something I would watch.
0: <laughs> we only get three Christmas episodes this go around, and so I want, like, I want some different stuff.
1: So shall we spin the wheel and take drama off in addition to romance, and then just add no, sure. Christmas to it? Excellent. So, remove drama and romance, and we'll just append Christmas to whatever this thing is. Anything else you want me to remove? Uh, I think every th- uh, maybe documentary. We've had enough of those, I think.
2: Oh, there's a really good documentary about all the mall Santas I saw years ago. Lo-
0: really? Oh, I've seen that. I've and I've the, already seen that. The yeah. one
2: with mankind. Yes. Oh darn. Okay.
0: The, the mankind. Mick Foley, the professional wrestler. Yes. <laughs>
1: yes. yes. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> it's fry fry after this we'll google the title and give it to russ because he well, would thoroughly enjoy it
2: russ when you watch this movie because i can assume by the look on your face you are going to watch this movie <laughs> uh, i want you to know something about how i first experienced this movie and this one <laughs> that like james may laugh at this now you'll just have to understand it as you watch i had not seen this before and one christmas i'm over at my mom's house and we're flipping through and looking for christmas movies to watch and i come across oh that wrestler i like did a thing with mall santas this is probably safe and fun <laughs> and we watched this together and you watched it with your mom my mom and sister yes i did
0: oh that's uh, fantastic so it's it's just called keep that i am mind. santa claus
2: yeah yes
0: it's it's actually really good i'd recommend it
2: yeah like i i like it just don't watch it with your conservative parents it's That'd be kind of awkward. (laughs) Spin the wheel. All righty. Hey, a foreign (laughs) Foreign Christmas movie. movie. Foreign. I don't think we should add another qualifier here because I think Christmas
1: and foreign gives us a lot to work with. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah, I agree. I agree. You guys go pick one that will be like, you know. At the very least, like, good for the show. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Russ, if we can find something. Here's here's what I would love to see. I don't know if this exists or not. But I would love to see a Japanese Christmas movie. That, oh, there's tons of them. But, no, I, there's more to this description no. than, than just... Uh, <laughs> that includes the importance of colonel sanders in the holiday oh, you know but it's oh, not a movie about kfc
1: yeah i don't see why it can't be about kfc okay uh stop sharing your screen we have to get our faces back you
2: you can i can see all of your faces just fine
1: your face didn't go anywhere i don't know how to get out of it i'm old thank you <laughs> don't know okay how to get why out of. why do you not know how discord works we've been doing this for three years because i don't touch buttons i don't want to ruin it okay <laughs> <laughs> Boys, what it's time for What Are We Watching? I'll kick it off. I've been watching the new Wednesday Addams series Oh, how, on oh, how is that? So here's the thing. I'm conflicted. It's not exactly what I wanted, but it's pretty good. Okay. <laughs> like, it's not quite what I was hoping for, but it's not bad. And as a fan of the Addams family, I'm going to continue watching it. And I've only seen like two episodes of it so far. So I'm going to keep watching it and further form my opinion.
0: So,
2: I've got Ryan, uh, a couple of things to recommend. Uh, yeah, what one, are you watching? One new and one old. The new one, I saw this Netflix or this documentary on Netflix. Uh, it's a net, uh, documentary series, mm-hmm. and I was like, "All right, I've got a, I've got to watch this." This documentary documentary series is called Pepsi. Where's my jet? Oh and yeah, it follows follows oh, the story guy, of the man yeah. who. Uh, Was getting, you know, saved up seven or bought seven million Pepsi points to get a hair He technically
1: won a fighter jet from Pepsi and they refused to give it to him for some stupid reason. Like, we don't want you to die from owning a fighter jet or some dumb thing like that. That's a
2: dumb reason. Give him the fighter jet. (laughs) And uh, I also finally, for I think the first time, if not at least the first time in a very long time, Mm -hmm. uh, sat down and watched Rounders.
0: No. oh just,
2: yeah, uh, it's what a great movie! Like, yeah. I, uh, several thousand people have said this before me, but that's a pretty good movie if you're looking for a movie. them.
1: Smart boys doing the card shark, and
2: well, one of them was less smart than the other one. There are different levels <laughs> of smartness true. between the two.
1: That's true. Russ,
0: you been watching yeah. anything? Yeah, uh, again, picking up things well after their sell by date. I started watching Jonathan Strange and Mr. Norrell. How is that? Which is a British adaptation of the book series. It, uh, I can see it being too slow for some, mm. but I'm really enjoying it. Excellent. In a review I saw, it's like Harry Potter, but for adults.
2: Ooh. Have y'all seen it? Nice. That's a, that, no, I haven't seen I ha- any of it. I oh, I y'all didn't see it, that no. one? No. no.
0: Watch the first episode and tell me if you like it or not. Okay. It is Jonathan l- l- Strange l- like, and Mr. Moral. Mr. Norrell with an N. Noral, right. And so it's an alternate timeline England and magic used to exist, but it doesn't anymore. And so there's like a society of magicians, but they don't do anything. Like they sit around and like, just say they're magicians and discuss the history of magic. And it's, it's mostly like an old boys club until they accidentally encounter a real magician. Uh, but well, eventually two real magicians, but it's set against the backdrop of the Napoleonic Wars, Oh and so a, a lot of it is like one magic isn't easy to do yeah. and two what would that look like realistically in a war scenario
1: that is really that sounds super interesting I'm gonna give that a watch yeah does anyone have any like Christmasy shit they want to say before we sign off
0: happy holidays hmm
1: happy holidays happy holidays <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for listening to Hey James, Watch This. Have a great day, and don't drink bleach.